If we would center ourselves in him, nothing can touch us. Nothing can touch us. We are dynamite, if you will. We have been given all the giftings, the, the callings, all that we need has been given to us at salvation. Now, if you're unsaved here today and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then, then you are and can be overwhelmed by the enemy, the devil, Satan. You can be overwhelmed and overrun by this world, but, but when we center in, and it may seem like we're getting run over by this world, and, and we cry out to our Lord, man, he pulls us through every time. He brings us victory every time. But God has equipped us with dynamite, the, the power to overcome. When I say that, the believer to overcome. The Greek word dunamis is used 120 times in the New Testament. Loosely, the word uh, refers to strength, power, or ability. It is a root word of the English word dynamite, dynamo, and dynamic. God has made you dynamo, dynamite, and dynamic in Jesus' names. He has empowered you with strength, power, and ability to overcome. The believer can carry out Anything that's put upon their, their life, they can carry out in the name of Jesus. We need to realize that we are dynamite, that we are power packed with Jesus inside of us. And we need to operate in that today. You are dynamite. When I was writing this up the whole time, and, and, and to be honest with you, mom never let me watch this show, but, but how many remember JJ on Good Times? And he'd walk around, he got a picture, I think, up there somewhere. But, but J.J. would go, I am died all might. And to be honest with you, a spell check kept getting me because I would put dine o might instead of dine o might. And, and the reason I, again, didn't watch it very much is I was probably like two years old in 1975. And, and, and anyway, uh, but anyhow. But, but guys, we need to be like J.J., on good times, we really need to realize that we are dynamite, not in who we are, but who in, we are in Jesus Christ. And that dynamite explodes from us and gives us strength, power, and ability to be dynamic for Jesus, to bring us through in the end, to, to, to do all that we need to do and accomplish. And so today, Oakton, you are dynamite. couple of you. Oakton, you are dynamite. I tell you, you guys have blessed me today because I look around. We got a lot of guests here today. That means you're getting excited about who we are, the Lord in us, and you're telling others, and I keep inviting them out. But I want to welcome all the guests here today. I noticed that we got some Oaktonites here that have moved away and, and, and come back. Jerry Ann's with us today. She had moved to Springfield, but she's here with us today. Praise the Lord. Jerry Ann, you are dynamite. Amen. And we got Beth. We know her as Blanchard. Where'd she go over here? Beth, you are dynamite. Good to have you here today. And in the, the White family over here, man, it's great to have you. You are dynamite. Give the Lord for them today. Now, as I do this and I look around, I hope I didn't miss anybody because it just dawned on me. I missed my little baby over here. Son, you are dynamite. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. But all you guests here today, 
If you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you are dynamite. And I tell you, uh, it tickles me. But J.D., when I look back at you guys, I remember uh, back at, uh, we had a Wednesday night session there at Carthage and at our Spanish service, and the whites go to that some. And, and anyway, they hadn't gotten there yet. And I'll never forget, I walked in the classroom, and, and I said to the kids, I go, where's the white family? All these Spanish, Pastor, you're prejudiced. And I said, no, 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 no. I meant the, the white family that goes to church here. And I tried for 30 minutes, and I couldn't get it in their head that I was talking about these guys. But, but I'll never forget that. The good times we have in the Lord, amen? Man, church isn't boarding. Church is dynamite, amen? Church is exciting because Jesus is here. Jesus is changing lives and, and bringing people closer to him. He has given us great strength, great power, and the ability to destroy the enemy. And we've been talking about that the last few weeks. And in Luke 10, 17, he said to his disciples, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Do you get that today? Man, man, you're disciples of Jesus Christ. And, and when we're op- operating in the authority of Jesus, according to God's purpose, and we studied Luke 4.18, God will use us to be dynamite in this world, to move great mountains that, that can't be moved. But when we bring that Holy Spirit, that dynamite in, it blows them mountains out of the water so that we can press into the things of God. We've been talking about how that Jesus loves us so much that that he's given us salvation. And salvation is dynamite, that that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Quoted in the word today. Did you guys catch that? The Lord's trying to tell us that our power is centered in Jesus. And when we come to him, 1 John 2.20, we've been anointed When we come to him and we receive him, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, and self-control reside in us. Center in and activate them in your life. Jesus has given us the wisdom, the knowledge, the faith, the healing, the miracles, the prophecies, the discernment, the tongues, and interpretations of tongues to increase us so that we are dynamite and that we move out in the things of God. Little children, you are dynamite. For he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. You are righteousness. And and again, I'm reviewing what we've talked about the last few weeks. But you are righteousness in Christ. You carry the breastplate of righteousness. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But Jesus has given us the shield of faith to cast down and strike down and extinguish those darts that the enemy puts against you. You have the truth in your life. You have the faith in your life. You have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Guys, the enemy cannot and will not be a problem when you're walking and wearing the gifts and anointing of Jesus Christ, the dynamite, when you're staying centered in on that. But point one today, and if you're, again, Oakton Carthy or Golden City, thank you for joining us today. And, and those that are online, thank you for joining us. But, but those that want to follow along on the church app, these rest of these notes will be in that. 
and then they should be on the overhead behind me. But the Lord told them, talked to me about five sticks of dynamite, and that's how neat he is. Uh, I went through Walmarts looking for something, and this is the only one left in Pittsburgh, and it's from Valentine's Day. And it's little sticks of dynamite, but it, you're hot stuff. Man, you're on fire. You're dynamite, and I just love how the Lord is. So I may throw these at you if you fall asleep uh, and, and wake you up. My son's already called dibs on them because as we got to looking at them, they're hot sauces. And so they're, they're made to go on, on your food. So I'm going to throw it at you if you go to sleep, though. But, but uh, dynamite is for godliness. Is everybody pick, They always pick on you, don't they? Man, brother, you are dynamite in the Lord. You're just praying for me when you doze off, aren't you? You just get under that power and anointing, and I understand. I'm with you. I'm that way when my dad preached. I was that way. So no offense, dad. No, no, we're having fun today. But we're dynamite for godliness is the first point. Uh, Dynamite can also refer to moral uh, power and excellent of soul. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power, dynamite, has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. So we have been called, we are dynamite. I guess I should have nodded them first, but you ought to not them here. Catch these joke. But, but anyhow... Jesus has given us the strength, the power, and ability to come overcome. But guys, as we talked about last week, we've been given all these gifts. And you guys remember the orange illustration? But when the orange had its armor on the outer coating of the orange, it would float. When we walk into armor and the giftings of God, we float and stay above water. But when you take off the armor, we saw the orange floated to the bottom. And it sank every time without the armor. So we need the armor. We need to operate in the gifts of God. And when we do that, we overcome. Well, godliness is the key. And that's what the Lord has really put on my heart this week that as I got to thinking about all I spent and all this time and preaching about and talking to the Lord about that that he's saying, Kent, the enemy's no problem. Jesus took care of the enemy on the cross. Uh, When you're attacked, you just say in Jesus' name and it's done. But where we get in trouble is when we get off center and we get out of the the Lord's will, if you will, and and we entertain sin or we entertain these thoughts or these negative thoughts or these bad thoughts and we get over here and next thing we know, the enemy's overwhelming us until we get centered back into him. And that's what the word was today. The word was talking about, the tongue and interpretation today was talking about when we follow his instructions, when we press into his principles, when we're doing what God's called us to do and staying in there, stay there because God's going to bring you through. But when we get outside of that, when we get outside his instructions, his precepts, his principles, all these things, when we get outside of them, that's when the enemy can come in. And so today, I was studying last week, and, and again, I'm reading from the ESV, and, and it's kind of similar to the King James Version, but I found at least five times in the Scripture that in the New Testament, when you look up the word war or warfare, it's always connected to our flesh. 
It, it, it didn't even talking about the devil. Because we have authority over the devil in Jesus' name. Jesus took care of it at the cross. We need to take authority over our flesh. That's what gets us into trouble. So we see Paul in 1 Timothy 1.18, the war is against our flesh. He's saying this to Timothy. He's encouraging the young man of God. And he says, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the, the prophecies and previously made that have been previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Do you get that? Based on the prophecies and the principles of God. That's how we wage good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. So when we reject the principles, when we reject the things of God, it can shipwreck your faith. When we go out and, 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 and we're not married and we sleep with somebody and they get pregnant, it's not the devil doing that to you. You got in the flesh and your faith got shipwrecked a little bit. And so you center back in the Lord and you take that gift and you raise that gift up in the things of God. You ask for forgiveness and he's faithful and just to forgive us of our unrighteousness and deliver us of that, 1 John 1, 9 says. But another passage in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, the war against the mental bondage. And there's a mental war goes on. Guys, I, I battle a mental war almost every Sunday before I walk in the pulpit. The enemy attacks my mind and doesn't want me to say what God... You know, the enemy was telling me not to come up here and say, Behold your king. Because the Lord told me to do it. And the enemy's like, you're going to look stupid. You're going to scare people. And the enemy begins to work the mind. When you're making a stand for faith and you say, like, when I gave my life to Jesus and my friend said, oh, you'll never last. You're going to come get drunk with us next week. I had to stay in the mental right mind and say, oh, but no, I won't. I had to press in. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power, dynamite, you see power, to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments of every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, our faith. It's a mind war. The word says this, the world, the world says this, we pick God's, the war of our mind, and we pick God. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. It's that simple. It's that simple. The war is not against people. A lot of times we like to blame people. And we studied last week and we didn't get there. But Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood. But where Paul also took Timothy in 1 Timothy 2.4, again talking about war or warring. This one here really gets me because we need to think about it. But Paul even warned Timothy against getting entangled in civilian affairs. He said, keep the focus on the kingdom of God. 1 Timothy 2.4, no soldier gets entangled 
warreth, in some other versions, in civilian pursuits, since his arm is to please the one who enlisted him. I'm not up here telling you today that you shouldn't make stands against things going on in the world, but you serve him first and get instructions from him as a good soldier and you go out and warth how he tells you to warth. Don't get entangled in all this bickering and fighting that does no good. Me and Joshua were talking about yesterday and he goes, Dad, the, the people of the world, they, they, they hear the word and they'll argue the word. And he was talking about that they can't argue with testimony. So we don't get caught up in the, the fighting and the warring. We just share what the Lord has done in our life based on his word and his principle. This here was from a... I don't need to prove myself. I had a quote from a commentary to support what I was saying, but I believe the Lord told me to say it, and that's good enough. Four, unfaithful desire entangles us, allowing Satan a stronghold in our lives. And James 4, I use this a lot in marriage class, but, but guys, this should be Christian class. But James 4, 1 says, what is the, the cause of your conflicts and quarrels with each other? What's the cause? Why are we entangled in these things? Why do we get caught up in this quarreling, fighting, and bickering that we don't do it? go watch TV? Any reality show gets caught up in this garbage. Most all of them. Goes on to say, doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? Man, we got to be careful about being a selfish people. And I'm going to jump down to a thought Todd had shared me an email the other day or a text. It is a podcast that was, was grooming marriage and young married couples by Adrian Rogers, Cultivating Contentment in the Home, Part 1. But, but what caught my ear is in the broadcast, as he was talking about this, he shared how MBA students from Duke University were asked, what do you want to learn? How do you want me to teach you? What do you want to, to be, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm trying to read what the, the, from the article. Their answers were basically, all I want is money, power, and big things. Their priority concern was self, not God, not family, not children, but power, 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 money, money, money. It's scary. It's scary how we get entangled into these things and these things just causes all these problems because we're basically selfish and we need to war against selfishness and center in on the things of God. The next thing, one I see in there is a war to guard our citizenship. 1 Peter 2.11 sums it all up. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Sojourners and exiles. Basically, sojourner means temporary stay. Exiles means barred from one's native land. Guys, this isn't our home. Our home is with God the Father, 
And we need to start living like that and allowing and realizing that our citizenship is in heaven, that we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ to share the gospel. And again, I'm awesomely impressed with you guys today as I look around and see the guests that you're talking to and and that you're bringing out today. I want to challenge the church to get our guest's name and let them feel welcome today. But as we look at these three or these four or five scriptures here, what doors, what wars have we allowed in our lives because of our flesh? How have we allowed our flesh to get in? Because Jesus already provided the answers. But when we step out of the center and get to the side, we begin to struggle. What, what is it? And maybe there's nothing. Praise God if there's nothing. But like David, we preached about two weeks ago, I think, he had to center back in to that power, that dynamite that God put in his spirit. Three, dynamite to lead people. This is point three. I've been all over the place here, but... but uh, light my fire. Landon, can you catch that? Guess not. Boy, everybody's woke up on that side of the church. Boom, boom, boom. Man, I thought she was this big NBA player, man, with these hands. I was going to throw it to Debbie, and I thought she won't catch it, but Landon will. Well, here, I'll throw it to you later. So, I love Landon. He's a lay leader, and that gives me permission to pick on him. But dynamite to lead people is what I want to talk about next. Second Timothy 1.7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Now, I'm off of the warfare. We determined that the warfare, a lot of it is battling our flesh. So we remember 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Dynamite. That power resides in us. I believe Jesus gave us this dynamite to overcome our own selfishness. That Jesus wants us to look at him every day, as he said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus said you should love your God, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, number one, and love your neighbors yourself. But what I'm saying is, as we get past the selflessness, and begin to look at other people and love other people. Matthew seven twelve. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Jesus has given us that power, not of fear, not of the offense. Because a lot of times selfishness comes in when we get offended And we put up our guard. Oh, they said they don't like me. And we get this guard up and we don't operate in the dynamite, the power, the love, and the self-control. So we get to get past that selflessness. You know, the Lord put this on me a long time ago. Actually, it's been within the last year. But I was like, 
Bowman, though, people think this and the people think that and, and people this. And the Lord told me, you think that people so caught up in you, they're thinking about you all the time? That's selfishness. Kind of took me back. He said, quit worrying about that and start operating in the power, the love, and his influence. God is calling the church to lead. I jumped a lot of this in the beginning because the Lord took us in a different direction. But God is raising up an army to lead. And you're that army. We're that army. And again, he's provided the prophets, the teachers, like, like that talks about in Ephesians chapter 4, the, the shepherds, the, the, all those apostles, all the, the leaders we need. And he's, he's give us the giftings, the anointing, the fruit to operate in and be the fruit that he is. The armor of God, all these things. He's called us to get past our selfishness and go love on the world. I'm really excited about the direction that, that we're heading as a church. We've been given the opportunity to, to move into from the UMC to a, a new denomination, if you will, and we're working through the WCA. But it's so exciting to see other churches just like Oakton that are on fire for the Lord and want the Lord to move so mightily and we get together and we're just experiencing this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And they keep talking about how God is raising up a new denomination, if you will, a new church. And this is a quote from them, from the last, last meeting I was at. I want to make sure I say this right. Of evangelical Pentecostal churches. Exactly the way we are. Other churches just like us. And Joe, you heard that same deal, so he was with me. But God is calling us as a church. God is calling out churches across the world to stand up. Pastor Jim texted me this Friday, and at 6, 10 in the morning when I was praying and seeking the Lord, and, and he said this, God has called Oakton to lead, not follow. To be a leader in our area of influence. And then he quoted Second Chronicles. Believe in the Lord your God so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets so ye shall prosper. And I'm like, wow. And then he went on to say, God is calling the shepherds to prophesy to his people. And when faith comes and when the people begin to believe, prosperity is not far behind. In other words, God's blessings. God backs up who you are in him. But God is calling the church out. Man, I'm looking in here and, 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 and I looked in the deal the other day and, and Mike Davis is not returning, so we need a commissioner in Lamar. I heard Christina was stepping down, is that correct? So we need a county clerk in Lamar, associate judge, circuit clerk, a recorder, prosecuting attorney. But Wow. And what blessed me when I woke up and was reading this from Jim and, 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 and saying this, the Lord had already put on our heart how that Oakton has already been leading over the years. But we need to go out in new ways. And actually, Joey put the praise team on my heart on how the praise team really led this area. And there's a lot of churches around that were inspired by what happened at Oakton. And they're doing the same things now. But, but it's not a competition. We're, we're, we're together working to the things of God. 
Selflessness is leading others to victory. We must look past ourselves like we do on every Valentine's Day. We look past ourselves and we begin to press in and remember the things that are important. I went home and got some flowers and and got our old wedding candle that the two shall become one. And I fixed dinner and, and, and I did all these great things. And Lord reminded me, I need to be doing that every day. Plug, plug your mother's ears, by the way. <laughs> she always holds me to everything I say in the pulpit. You said in the pulpit the other day. Four. Prayer packs dynamite. I'm scared to throw these anymore. But prayer packs dynamite. Who will catch it? I'll trust Rustin with it. There we go. Prayer packs dynamite. Ephesians 6.18. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keeping alert with all perseverance making supplication for the saints. Pray. Guys, we can't pray enough. Uh, pray one word. Pray two words. When you're anything you're going through, pray. Pray continuously, as the Bible says. And as Acts 4.31 says, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Dynamite. Dynamite. But God calls us to love our enemies and pray for them. Praying for them is like sending them a valentine. And when they see you loving them, they'll see Jesus. So next time Valentine's Day comes around, just don't remember to love people every day instead of just Valentine's Day. We need to love people every day. And I've got several scriptures on that behind me. Pray for the sick. Prayer packs peace, man. If you need peace, pray. In closing today, dynamite to preach the gospel. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power, dynamite, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Everybody's paying attention now. These are glass? Oh, maybe I shouldn't be throwing them. Is that what we found out? Did you get some red blood on you then? No. Okay, I won't throw them no more. I guess I should open it. If you're online, uh, the Lord is here. Believe me. Dynamite. Opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mysteries of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in change that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Ephesians 6.19. Then Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest field. This one here I love the most because, guys, if we really understood and believed what we preach, we would be weeping and praying for the lost. Man, if you got children or, or grandchildren or brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, whatever, family, friends, and they don't know Jesus, man, that's scary. If Jesus comes back, man, their choice sends them to hell. Our choice sends us to heaven. Why aren't we telling other people about that? And I love Jude. He talked about how you should be praying in the Holy Spirit. 
keeping yourselves in love with God, waiting for mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life, and have mercies on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Man, this all just ties together. So the praise team would come forward today. Guys, we are packing dynamite. We are packing dynamite. But what are we doing with the dynamite? And I know as I look across here, many of you are right where you need to be in the Lord and you're centered in. And I'm challenging you today to continue to be centered in to Him. As they're coming up this week, I want to remind you that Chip Brim will be here next Sunday morning. And guys, be praying for this. Chip's got a word from the Lord. Uh, Again, because of time, I'm not going to tell you how this all transpired. But he couldn't come. Another evangelist couldn't come. Another evangelist was calling me. Dates weren't lining up. Jim or Trip calls me back and said, hey, that date opened up about two weeks ago. And I believe it was orchestrated by the Lord. But he's going to be here Sunday morning next week, Sunday night at Carthage, and Monday night back here at Central. So in closing, the Lord really put this on my heart on, in kind of wrapping it all together. It's hard to hate somebody when you love them. 1 Peter 4.8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. So when people come against our flesh and offend us and hurt us, remember to respond in love. Because as we respond in love, it'll take captive the thoughts, the people will see the love, and then you're probably going to end up being best friends with that person. We need to be able to be strong enough to look past the offense and see the hurt in the offended. And a lot of times we stop right here and we can't get back to the hurt that's causing them to be mean like that. Most of the time when I'm striking out, it's because I'm hurting or had a bad day. Now, the way I was greeted at Walmart and Carthage the other day, I wanted to really get into the guy. And the Lord checked me, but what's going on in his life? And so I said a prayer to him instead. But guys, God has given us dynamite, the believer, strength, power, and ability to defend against the devil in Jesus' name. It's done. But we need to continue in that dynamite of godliness, righteousness, holiness, that strength and power and ability to live godly lives as Satan may attack you. But when you're walking in a godly life, you're walking above him. If you're here today and you're not saved, man, you need to get saved. If you're here today and you've backslidden and you just need to rededicate your life, let's take care of business because we need to get centered in here and walk in the dynamite, the power and authority that God has given us to overcome our flesh and to tell others about Jesus Christ to lead this world in a dynamic way. I want to challenge you to join me in prayer constantly about this. If you can come out on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock, we're praying here in the foyer in the morning, or excuse me, in the sanctuary. Come join us in an agreement of prayer because prayer will pack peace that will help us bring all these others in. But Father, stand to your feet today.
Father, uh, I've presented the word. And Father, I ask that you ministered, and I know you've ministered to everybody here today. Father, let the saved come for, or unsaved come forward and be saved. Father, let the ones that need to rededicate come forward and, and give their lives completely to you, get centered in. But Father, however you've touched our heart today, if we just need to center in to come against our flesh and get some things out of the way that's holding us back. Father, however it may be, or maybe you're pressing on us that you need to lead for me, Jesus, more. Whatever it may be, Lord, let your dynamite flow through this crowd today. And Father, we want to respond to you in Jesus' name. Respond to him today and come and pray.